0: Welcome to day one hundred and seventy-seven of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with uh, Matt and Katie, uh, and we continue our journey through uh, the prophets in our third season uh, together. Uh, the prophets have been a rich experience. Uh, we look at the prophets, you know, more as a tapestry of of oracles, of promises, of hope, of announcements, of judgment, of calls to repentance and uh in that tapestry we 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 see the heart of god who is reluctant to judge his people but who must because of who he is Mm. um, punish sin and so israel has finally come to the point of no return and a big part of that is that their rulers have have led uh, not not for the sake of the people but for themselves they've uh, Adorn themselves with the privileges of leadership and not have taken on the servant role that you know that God has required of them, and of course you see that in, in the way that God addresses them as shepherds. Uh, you're there to care for the flock, uh, not to care for yourselves, and that's a common theme you know through that. Uh, we come to uh, one of those beautiful moments you know in in Scripture where we see. Uh, the coming of a better king, the coming of one after God's own heart, the coming of a king who will restore the fortunes of his people and who will look out for the poor and, and, and for the needy. Mm-hmm. So we get a glimpse of Jesus uh, in the first part of, you know, chapter 23, uh, which is always a refreshing oasis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in the middle of the prophets.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, who are dealing with a very, you know, very hard time in, in the life of Judah. So before we... Uh, uh, before we read uh, we realize what a gift we have in God's word. It, it's, I'm always amazed you know, that we can hold it in our, our hands or see it on our iPads or read it on our phones uh, but what it is is far more than just words on a page it, it's, um, it's the very heart of God where he 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 doesn't leave us guessing who he is and what he's required of us and and even more importantly not so much what he's required of us but what he has given us in in order to fulfill those things Mm -hmm. in our hearts and in our lives and so we come uh, to a promise of fulfillment Mm -hmm. in uh, in chapter 23 before we read katie uh, could you lead us in a word of prayer sure
1: oh father um I'm convicted that the access you have given us to your word and the access you've given us to yourself, um, it should call us to just come to you constantly. And yet we have so taken that access for granted. Um, and so father, forgive us for, um, not valuing, not treasuring, um, your word, the way that we ought, um, but Lord, would you help us to to hold it with such importance that these are your words that you have breathed out, um, so that you can reveal your heart to us and your heart toward us that you that you have pursued us and this is a story um, that that displays that. And so, Father, as we read your word, God, would you would you work in us, um, your people, your body? Would you um, encourage us, God? Would you maybe? Um just conflict us a little bit where we need um, to be conflicted and convicted. Um, your will be done as we read your word together. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Yeah. What a beautiful way to express that and not simply access to uh, to God's Word, but access to God through His word mm-hmm. and by His spirit, which is a wonderful gift. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah 23. Woe to shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pastors, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you've scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you've done, declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I've driven them and will bring them back to their pastor where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I'll place shepherds over them who will tend them, and who will no longer be afraid or and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely, and do what is just and right in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior. So then, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer say, "As surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up out of Egypt," but they'll say, "As surely as the Lord lives, who brought the descendants of Israel up out of the land of the north and out of all the countries where he had banished them," then they will live in their own land. Hmm. And you have a nice, uh, you have a nice theme, you know, there at the end. Uh, when you look at the Old Testament, of course, uh, the most vivid, mighty. The act of God is the rescue of his people from slavery in the hands of Egypt, where he uh, displays powerful, you know, uh, deeds against the gods of Egypt and reduces, you know, the most magnificent, wealthy, powerful nation on earth uh, to nothing Mm -hmm. and uh, allows his people to come to him where they become and become his people and of course that they took for granted the salvation of the Lord and so they've fallen into the judgment of the Lord and they will be scattered so uh, the New Testament you know I mean the Old Testament well in the New Testament as well Mm -hmm. pictures a new exodus that's the regathering of God's people in his presence to enjoy uh, the bounties of his grace And, and so that's partially fulfilled in the Old Testament as they're regathered people are regathered to the land but even more vividly uh, you know fulfilled in the New Testament where on the day of Pentecost you know Luke is careful to tell, tell us uh, that people were gathered from every nation under the heaven mm. and that's what he's talking about. Uh, the people of God gathered from where you know they have been scattered coming to Jerusalem for the pouring out of his spirit and of course that's only a partial fulfillment of uh, the completion of our exile. So Peter could say to us, you know we live as uh, exiles and foreigners. Yeah you know, in this land, even though we're, we're, we're home, we're not home yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's part of the, part of the promise there.
2: Yeah. What a refreshing, you know, section of, of Jeremiah, because mm-hmm. we've seen so much indictment from the Lord on, on the Kings of Judah, you know, there, I mean, we just yesterday saw, you know, God, condemning the kings of Judah, saying, you know, no longer will a descendant of David sit on this throne, you know, because it's so wiggly, it'll be you know, desolate, and yet a day is coming where the righteous branch will sit on the throne forever. Yeah. You know, I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land, a king who will actually do what the kings we just read about, you know, yesterday failed to do. And mm-hmm. so, you, you know, the the New Testament authors, you know, pick up on this imagery to let us know that what is happening in Jesus is not, you know, something altogether different. Yeah. But those those promises that God had been making, you know, in the Old Testament have, have it's been fulfilled. A completion.
0: In Jesus. And it's a completion of you know everything we're promised in the Old Testament. It's a fulfillment of everything we're promised in the Old Testament. And it's a perfect conclusion. Of everything you know, God has done uh, from the moment you know that we uh, pushed Him out of our lives and decided to pursue our own autonomy and to choose for ourselves what we think is you know best and right and good for us, rather than you know trusting in His gracious rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we have shepherds who are like that, and they're condemned again here, but we will one day have a shepherd who is after God's own heart. And, and you, you see those two things coming together. You know, He is mm-hmm. both righteous and a Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, by itself, righteousness would be scary because none of us are. Um, but because He is a Savior, He rescues us from our unrighteousness and and gives us, you know, what the um, you know Puritans called, you know, an alien righteousness. And, and by that they mean it's not anything we could produce, but it's something given to us as a gift uh, through the One who has rescued us and through the One who has, has saved us.
1: You got to love verse three when he's saying, you have scattered my flock. And then verse three, I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I've driven them and will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I love that he says, I myself will gather them. You've scattered them. (laughs) Well, you're because of what you've done. Actually, I think I will. What is that? What he says? you scattered my flock and driven them away. I will bestow punishment on you. So you scattered them, I'm gonna punish you, that I will gather those Um. people. And uh, I just think like, it's what a picture of how he put on flesh and he is doing only what he can do through Christ. And uh, I just love that he's like, because you did this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it. <laughs>
0: uh, you've not uh, led the way that you know the way that I've called you to lead, and therefore uh, I hold you responsible. And, and mm-hmm. because of that, my people are, are lost. They've they've heard no word from the Lord. They've not been you know given godly examples to follow. Uh, you've not even cared. You've cared about increasing your wealth and the wealth of your, mm-hmm. you know your your companions. Uh, you've seen them you know suffer, but uh, I, I will gather. And, of course, that's a picture of, you know, neither can the leaders restore the nation of Israel, nor can the people restore the nation of Israel. The only way that the people can be restored is through a mighty act of God, which is what we talked about, you know, at the very end, when I'll gather them from all of the nations and restore their fortunes. And, of course, that is all, you know, beautifully done, you know, done in Christ.
1: Mm -hmm. I just think, as you say, restore their fortune, I'm just thinking of, I mean, the first fortune that the israelites had coming out of egypt was what the egyptians gave them by the hand of god like only because god god like made that happen and he promised he said that he would and that's the only fortune that they even came out of egypt with otherwise they would have had nothing right i mean practically nothing um except for the flocks that he he chose not to kill in the midst of the plague like i'm just thinking like the only fortune that they have is because of him he is the giver and yet they have thought that it's because it's by their hand and they've become greedy and wanted more and more and i mean gosh what a picture of anything anything that i have is is given me by the hand of god and yet i still have this lie and believe this lie that i have earned it that is mine you know, and it's just my heart is greedy, just like mm. theirs. theirs was.
0: Christopher Watkins calls that a gratuitous uh, creation. In other words, God um, has bestowed all goodness on us, and not because we've earned or deserved it, but out of a, a gracious expression of, of His self giving love. Mm. And we do, you know, we do look at it as something we possess, something we own, something that's part of our identity, something that we deserve. Others around us may not have it. It's because they're, uh, they're less deserving or they've worked less hard or they're not mm-hmm. as bright or all of these things, but all of it is you know, the deep gift of God. But when you look, you know, historically in the nation of Israel, you can look at two fortunes. You can look at the fortune, you know, they had under Jesus, which, I mean, under you know, David, I'm sorry, who, who was a type of Jesus, <laughs> yeah. uh, under, you know, under David, which was, you know, the height of their, their spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, well-being. And then you move quickly from that to Solomon, which is the height of their material well-being. And when you talk about restoring the fortunes, most of us think of you know, material well-being rather than going back, you know, to being a people after God in our heart good, yeah. who, who deeply care for them. So the fortune really that's being restored is what we were created for in Eden. Mm-hmm. You know the presence. Absolutely. You know the presence of God you know, in in worship of him.
2: And that's taking Graham's Goldworthy's idea of, you know, the kingdom of God being God's people and God's place under God's rule. Mm -hmm. And so when it says at the end, you know, they will live in their own land, Um, this restoration is not just to to a a physical land that they can call their own and do whatever they want again. It's, again, God is gathering his people to be in his place under his rule. So when
0: are we experiencing our greatest prosperity, that's when God is ruling in our hearts and in our lives and among us as his church. Mm yeah why don't you close a word of prayer
2: yeah let's pray father we um, we long to to be the kind of people that you've called us to be and, and are moving us to be um and, and recognize that we fall so short of that so often and, and yet we look to the righteous branch we look to the king um, to jesus um, who has taken our sin upon himself who's conquered it uh, rose from the dead and and rules and reigns at your right hand and and father we look forward to the day where um, we will be with him forever and um, until then would we be faithful would we be um, the kind of people you've called us to be moving us to be empowering us to be uh, for your glory for the joy uh, for our joy and for the good of the city it's in christ's name we pray Amen.